Hey everyone, before we get to the show, we did just want to give you a heads up that this one is a tough one. The episode really goes into death and dying and does touch on suicide, suicidal ideation, and completed suicide. If that's something that you do not have space for right now, please skip the episode and we'll be back next week for season six, episode 16. If you do listen and this brings things up for you, please know that help is out there. There is the Suicide Prevention Lifeline in the United States can be reached at 1-800-273-8255. And in Canada, you can call 833-456-4566. If it is an emergency situation, you can always call 911. And if you're in another country, please just Google Suicide Hotline and the number will be available for you. Stay safe, take care of yourself, and we love you, horse girls. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to BoJack Horse Pod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today, we will be talking about season six, episode 15 of BoJack Horseman, The View from Halfway Down. My name is Kirsten McKinnis, and I'm joined, as always, by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? I am great. I am very excited to talk about this episode. I think it's going to be terrible, but I also think that it's going to be good to finally get a chance to talk about this. And I feel like we need a giant larger than ever content warning on this one. I don't even know where to get started Mm -hmm. with the content warning, but maybe we'll record something after the podcast so that we can hit every single thing properly. (laughs) True. Everything that we cover. Yes. That's a good idea. We can keep a running list. But of course, for an episode like this, a giant episode of BoJack, a penultimate episode of BoJack Horseman, we could not do it alone. We have to bring in a ringer. You know him from the Lonely Boys podcast. You should know him from the Sandy Boys OC Patreon podcast. (laughs) Matt Gagan is here. Matt, how are you? Oh my God. I am doing great. Thank you for yet another invitation. Famously, I am now part of the Five Timers Club. I can't wait to get my hat in the mail. More (laughs) importantly, I'm part of the three-time penultimate club. I don't think that will ever Mm. be duplicated. This is my third penultimate episode and I am Very excited to talk about it. What an episode. Yeah, honestly, these impossible episodes that we have to cover, they are only bearable because you are always with us, Maddie. (laughs) Oh my God, thank you for saying that. I read, not in preparation of this podcast, but I did come across it while I was getting ready for this podcast. I read an article about the most emotionally devastating episodes of Bojack Horseman. Oh my Uh, God. They included, there was nine episodes in the article. I don't Mm -hmm. know why they didn't just do a top 10, but (laughs) five of the nine were penultimate episodes. Mm -hmm. And- the only penultimate episode not including was this one, which we are covering today, which is insane. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, wait, 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 okay. Um, I was like, so this is number one, call? obviously. No, all five other episode 11s made, or in this case, it would be episode 15, but all five other penultimate episodes made the top nine emotionally done. I, I, I have to assume this should have been a top 10. This should have been included. And they just like mm-hmm. fell asleep before and completing the article or something. And it should have been number one. Like they yeah. forgot number one. It stopped at two. Okay, well, that's a choice that some publication made. So I have to work on our media literacy, everybody. 
But Maddie, how's your life? How have you been since you were last on Bojack Horse Pod? Tell, tell us about your projects up top before we get really depressed. <laughs> All right. Well, going strong with the Lonely Boys, of course, everyone's favorite Gossip Girl rewatch podcast. We are getting to the tail end of season two. Still got to get Lindsay on. Kirsten's, of course, has already been on a couple of times. Uh, I have- made a power move. I said, if you talk about yes. Thanksgiving, I'm on. <laughs> That's right. We have since started a Patreon account as well, where we are covering the OC and we have two episodes of that for the for the low price of three dollars a month you could hear us wow. talk about the oc and a bunch of other stuff that brendan's doing if you like billy joel he's also your guy for that as well so <laughs> just a lot of fun stuff much more fun than perhaps this episode of of bojack Horseman. and i did to get ready for this since you guys are famously ahead of schedule right now i did watch five episodes of bojack horseman in, in oh two days to, to get ready for this including oh, no. this very episode twice so, so are you Okay. Or... Uh, no, no, I'm not. I, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I think I, I think I can handle my usual one episode a week. That that's usually fine. But when when you get like you know four or five episodes in a row, you start you start you know getting a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially when they're the end of season six. Yeah. As well, I love that we have just like a general end of season six disclaimer on every podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I have said that the the last four episodes of this show are the best last four episodes of any show. And I think after rewatching, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by that. I I remember BoJack being one of the best shows I've ever seen, but now having seen all of it again except for the last episode, it's even better than I remember somehow. Completely. Mm-hmm. Wonderful take. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> should we get into our segment? I'm like scared to talk about the episode. <laughs> Like, how do we put this off as long as possible? Okay, fine. We'll do our segments. We'll survive. We'll persevere. So Brian Scally will count us in for what time is it right now? What time is it? Okay. Today is Wednesday, June 15th, 2022. In the Pacific time zone, it's 5.51 p.m. in New York. (laughs) You said it so sadly. Eastern time zone, it's 8.51 p.m. No, what what was I supposed to say? What's my voice? I'm Kirsten McCannis, and I am devastated to announce that it is 5.51 p.m. on the West Coast. (laughs) I don't know. Probably because I missed 10 minutes of pre-show banter by my poor choices. I don't know. Okay. In London, it's Thursday, June 16th at 1.51 a.m. And in Hong Kong, it's Thursday, June 16th at 8.51 a.m. And that's what time it is right now. <laughs> Woo! Good, good. <laughs> okay. We also have a couple of holidays. It's another light holiday day, Lindsay. It's not another like 30 <laughs> holidays that I will read every single one and I don't care that you hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Cow Appreciation Day. Oh, okay. Yay. So go to your fitting... local cow and say thank you for your service. Yes. Yeah, it's fitting Set for it to the farm. Yeah, Lindsay's family's dairy farm. You should definitely appreciate those cows mm-hmm. and also <laughs> the cows that live in Bojack's house. <laughs> True. All of your cow diner servers. Yeah, tip your servers today, everyone. <laughs> it's different colored eyes day. Oh. A day when you celebrate people and animals that have two eyes that are different colors. Right. That's not me. No. It's not me, but sometimes think people think it's me because one of my eyes looks a little bit greener than the other sometimes. Not enough to be two different color eyes, but sometimes people be like, oh my God, your eyes are two different colors. I'm like, no. What do they think I, they are? They think one blue is blue and one is green. Oh. And they're both. Well, I'd, I'd still celebrate if I were you. 
Okay. Well, we can celebrate me today. Yeah, we'll celebrate Kirsten with any, um, any excuse. I also, I forgot to mention, this is July 12th when this podcast comes out. Yeah. I know that the people listening know that it's July 12th, but if someone listens like a day late, I want them to know they missed their chance. I have to wait a <laughs> month to appreciate my local cows? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Start right, saving Maddie. up, Matt. You can have a really robust celebration. <laughs> it's Etch-a-Sketch Day. Oh, those are fun. What I love is that the picture for Edge of Sketch Day is just a picture of a calendar that, <laughs> like, it doesn't even show the date 12. Like, they couldn't get a picture of an Edge of Sketch for this website. Oh, God. I'm trying to think of, like, how we can frame this. It's, like, showing the impermanence of time or something, just like an wow. Edge of Sketch. I don't know. Stop using your <laughs> feminism to ruin things, Lindsay. <laughs> That's all I can do. <laughs> um it's also eat your jello day. <laughs> Not just jello day, but eat your jello day. Eat mm-hmm. your jello day. Well, I think we've already talked about jello day once on this podcast. Very recently. <laughs> oh, I think okay. we were talking about it and you're like, what am I supposed to not eat jello? And then you're like, well, it's not like I do it that often. But so someone was <laughs> someone was coming up with a holiday, really wanted to celebrate jello. And they said, We already have a jello day. And they said, No, yeah. no, no, this this is different. I wonder what you're supposed to do on the other jello day if it's not eat it. Just hold it. Admire it. Yeah. Hold Hold and admire your jello day. (laughs) Oh my God. That could be the next one, Matt. If you go to the website, you could create hold (laughs) and admire your jello day. It's pecan pie day. Oh, you say it like that, huh? Yeah, I've heard pecan pie. I say pecan. I panicked when I saw the word and was like, (laughs) I don't know how I say this. In Um, Ontario, they often say pecans. A real sliding doors moment here. Who knows how this podcast would have went if you would have said pecan it, instead of pecan. Literally, like, I panicked because it's one, I know it's one of those words that people say differently. And I feel like I've seen so many of those infographics that it's like, I don't know how I say that anymore. I don't know if I say, like, <laughs> caramel or caramel. I don't mm. know. Like, I don't know. People have incepted I think I me. say caramel. Yeah, I say caramel and pecan. So Matt and I are the same. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we have the same dialect, coach. Thank that's you right. for. That's who we were uh, meeting with before you hopped on the Zoom. Our dialect coach. Thank you for othering me, you two. You don't um, know which one you say. You could be the same as us. Yeah, yeah. I say pecan. All right. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. And caramel. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Welcome to the dark side. That's, I, I mean, I don't know if I do. You do now. And you're really hedging here. You're, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> You're so afraid of angering half the, half I the really community. I'm, I'm like, what if it's that's the wrong one? And then so I, the caramel crowd is going to be next yeah. week. You're going to be like, we have 50 emails from the caramel crowd. That we're really alienating the well, part of the thankfully, community. Thankfully, by that point, we'll be long done recording these episodes and we'll <laughs> yeah. be firmly mm. entrenched. You'll in- be at your retirement party. Yeah. We'll be in Bojack Horse Pod presents Tuca and Bird Pod before we move on to V. <laughs> yes, incredible. <laughs> Do you think when we start recording Veep, Colin Stone will usurp your penultimate episode space, Maddie, just to Ooh. spite you? He could. I mean, no, he's not available enough for podcasts. <laughs> this would give me a good excuse to watch Veep for the first time. Oh, do it. that's what we're doing. You can watch it one week at a time with us. One episode a week. Oh, and I will. Yeah. Perfect. Can't wait. And now you will understand. Veep is so good, Maddie. You're going to love it. (laughs) I've heard. I've heard. I just Um, never, you know, there's so many shows out there. I know. It's hard to pick where to allocate your 30 minutes a week. So. Exactly. 
This is great. I'm glad we're having a positive influence. So I, I don't know why I stopped. Okay. It's new conversations day. <laughs> what so, a segue. The, um, so speaking of new conversations. So the aim is to raise interesting questions, spark genuine conversations and spur the discovery of new things between friends, family members, and partners. Okay. And I mean, that's exactly what the mission statement of this podcast is. So I think so. It's orange men's day. Pardon? I'm sorry, who? Um, which is, so it's K. Thankfully, the website actually gives a little bit of context on this one. So it is also known as the 12th or the Glorious 12th, and it commemorates or celebrates the Battle of the Boyne, which was fought in 1690, and the Glorious Revolution of 1688. So it's the Catholics versus Protestants war yes. because the Protestants were called orange and the Catholics were called green. Wow. There's a really great Irish Rover song about someone who's like dad was Protestant and mom was Catholic and how they have an identity crisis. I think that matters a lot in Ireland. Mm-hmm. If I really if I've learned anything from watching the movie Belfast, it sure does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you learned something. <laughs> the night before this is known as the 11th night and they have huge bonfires in Protestant unionist neighborhoods in Northern Ireland. Right. Not a bonfire, guys. I'm gonna uh, skip this one if you don't. Well, mind. it's that's a good idea because it is the bonfires have been criticized for being sectarian and promoting ethnic hatred and causing damage and pollution. Ooh. So it well, seems so like we will not be partaking in the bonfires yeah. for sure. Already coming out on the right side of history here. Yeah, <laughs> look at you, Maddie said I will not be canceled this episode. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We have two more holidays. One of them is paper bag day. And the picture is a cat in a paper bag, which makes me want to partake in the holiday. <laughs> yeah, good. Where I live, the city where I live, you can only get paper bags for groceries because plastic bags are illegal in our mm. township. Also in Vancouver. It's weird because it's in Victoria, but it's not in Langford illegal. So <laughs> it's in Vancouver, but not in West Vancouver. <laughs> yeah ridiculous i just got dinner and they put it in a paper bag and then put the paper bag in a plastic bag so they really (laughs) they doubled down yeah so they really just also didn't want to choose sides yeah (laughs) and okay our last holiday of the day is called simplicity day it's it's henry david thoreau's birthday and so because of his books simplicity day is dedicated to the simpler way of life that he lived by wow now did he have a simple life or did he simply live in the 1800s in the woods (laughs) yeah and didn't they decide that he didn't actually like really have that simple life and just like went into town sometimes (laughs) i don't even i still think going into town sometimes is still pretty simple (laughs) i guess like just not as like reclusive as he sort of made it sound how to observe simplicity day okay everybody it says turn off your phone for the day and stay off your computer after you listen to this podcast you can feel free to turn (laughs) on your phone take a walk through the woods or hike somewhere Eh. on a tuesday to do these things on a tuesday that's the thing yeah it's just to go camping and Mm. look up at the stars yeah on a tuesday like i know it's it is july like this is like prime vacation time with all the light pollution are you even seeing that many stars (laughs) you're right out here yes though um you do see the stars 
I guess we should talk about this episode. No yeah. other way to put this off. This episode emotionally destroyed me. How about you? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, I watched it a second time because I felt like I should for my mm-hmm. journalistic integrity or whatever. And just, oh my God, you spend so much of it just with this horrible feeling of dread. A couple times I got chills being like, this is so good, but so bad. And just like, oh my God, how are we going to talk about this? I don't know, but it's incredible. This is a masterpiece of television but this is a very sad episode yep it's definitely a masterpiece i wasn't ready to watch it when no. i watched the first time wasn't ready when i rewatched it and i'm still not ready even though i've <laughs> when I watched it twice yeah i was so not ready that my body chose to become unconscious rather <laughs> than watch it a second time to prepare for this episode. Your, your body said you are not putting us through that again yeah and you know what thank you to my body i value mm-hmm. and respect my body <laughs> okay So the last episode, Bojack turned off the TV and showed up in the front with the hydrangea plant in his hand. Exactly. Um, And hydrangeas, beautiful. I have a tattoo of hydrangeas. I love hydrangeas. A strange plant to give to someone because they grow to be quite large. Well, (laughs) the Bojack wiki, there is so much stuff on there about this episode, obviously, because everything is a symbol, but there's a thing specifically about the hydrangeas and it says in Japanese, the flowers mean to apologize, which may symbolize Bojack's guilt over leaving his mother in a nursing home to Victorians. The flowers mean vanity and boastfulness and were given to people who rejected a love interest and were seen as cold and frigid. And in other cultures, hydrangeas are seen as a superstition where if you plant them in front of your house, your daughter may grow up to be an old spinster. <laughs> oh, so. that's what my tattoo represents. <laughs> the, 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 frigid, the frigid one and the old spinster one. <laughs> frigid old spinster. Kristen yeah. Classic. Old spinster McKinnis. <laughs> I mean, I am, I'm 29 and I am unwed. I'm on the shelf. I'm 32 <laughs> and I am unwed. Yeah, you're One living in, in sin, Lindsay. Yeah. Mm, always. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So he arrives at the hydrangeas and he's with like the like child Sarah Lynn. It's like, like yeah. what are what are those? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's with young, he's young with young Sarah Lynn, like right at the start of the episode. So we know something's up already. And mm-hmm. you know, Bojack's mom is answering the door. I Makes sense that I'm here. Like I was on the big Sarah Lynn episode and the big mm-hmm. Bojack's mom episode. And now they're the first characters we meet in this episode. And I would argue this is a big Sarah Lynn and Beatrice episode as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You, you could say that. Very you could cute, say please. that. And Beatrice is like younger. Beatrice has her debutante outfit on. And it's like the type of party where you announce the guest's arrival, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Bojack's the guest of honor here. So he gives her the hydrangeas and she's like, mm, thanks. Yeah, dirt for inside. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. Incidentally, I once bought my mother plants on Mother's Day. I was like, look, flowers for your garden. And then I was like, am I just giving you a gift of work? Like, it kind of seems like it. <laughs> Fla- wait, True. flowers for your garden? Yeah, like plants to put in the garden as opposed to like cut flowers. I mean, I think that people who like gardening would not see that as work. Yeah, yeah. That's what I have. That's how I choose to interpret her response. <laughs> the logic checks out. I don't know. Maybe your mom actually has resented you ever since. Possible. Possible. Something to work through with my therapist. <laughs> yeah. Also to work through with your therapist this episode, because yeah. the next thing that happens <laughs> is that Bojack is told he's arrived just in time because a a bird has flown in through the window and they're having trouble getting her out of the house. 
the bird is very funny to me. It's very funny <laughs> to me that it's like a human bird, like classic Bojack bird, and that this they could just like fly into your house and like you couldn't get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, and the the bird sets us up to see exactly who is at this party. Notably, it's Herb and Corduroy Jackson Jackson and Cracker Jack, in addition to Sarah Lynn and Beatrice, and so like. This is no ordinary dinner party. Oh, yeah, it's a real who's who of everyone yes. who's died on on Bojack. Very happy quarter I got the invo- invite. I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one, it makes sense because it's not just like people that died; it's like people that died that had an impact on Bojack. You know? Yes. Yeah, and they're just like chasing this bird woman around, like trying to get rid of her, and like she's scared and is not like they can't get her. Mm-hmm. Bojack really goes for her. He has like a fireplace poker thing and is like swinging it at her. It feels very alarming when you think about it. I mean, even as a bird, but as a bird person, it seems the, very violent. In the pattern of violence against women in Bojack, it's just another like mm-hmm. piece of evidence on the board. Yeah. yeah. I also just don't know why this is happening. Like, like, like Lindsay said, I'm assuming everything in this episode is just a symbol for something, but I, mm-hmm. I was very confused at the bird's presence here. It's extremely absurd. Lindsay, is there any symbolism of the bird? Yeah, so it was suggested that maybe this is from way back when in like season one when Bojack is like, sometimes like you, I one time saw a mother bird push the baby out of the nest and it died or something. <laughs> okay, right. I think that's a stretch. I think the people on the Bojack wiki are uh, doing some gymnastics there. Sometimes yeah. a bird is just a bird, I guess. Sometimes. I think they needed something that was like a little bit less dark maybe for the episode, but like didn't stop to think of the implications that this is also kind of dark. Yeah, there is an entire page on the Bojack Wiki dedicated to this cardinal. Oh. So I'm sorry. What? (laughs) Yeah, it's those cardinals maybe seen as spiritual messengers. That's interesting. I like how the thing that they included that wasn't that dark in this episode was Bojack running around trying to like kill a bird yeah, person. Yeah, she tried to kill a, to do a murder. Oh wait, and that, that's our more. light. That's our light fluffy stuff in this. A bird this flying into the home mm-hmm. represents a foretelling an important message. But if the bird died while in the home, it represents death. Yeah, so it could be Bojack's heart first fluttering and then flatlining. I like the other one better. Yeah. The foretelling. Mm-hmm. Do you think that like someone in the Bojack writers room was just like, let's look up the symbolism for all the things that mean like death. Maybe. And just put them all in the house. Yeah, That's possible. All them here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess we're really supposed to be just like assuming that Bojack is dead or dying in this for the whole episode here. Yeah, that's the implication. And so... And I, I like that they don't spell it out for us. Like, I feel like a lot yes. of shows do this type of thing where like a character is getting medical treatment, but then like while they're like having surgery, they have like an experience where they meet like all the dead people. Grey's Anatomy had like a whole season arc of um, Meredith Grey was in a coma with COVID in their COVID season and like just was on like an island with all of the people that had died on the show. (laughs) Wow. It's been a while since we've had Grey's Anatomy Corner. (laughs) I know, but this one's relevant, okay? (laughs) Also to every show. I know it's too late. They've all either done a COVID season or not done a COVID season. But if you haven't done a COVID season yet, it's not too late to still not do it. To not ever do one, yeah. (laughs) Nobody nobody wants to see it. What a choice that would be to not do it at first and then have your COVID season afterwards. (laughs) It's, I mean, it could happen, right? I don't trust these TV execs. Mm -hmm. COVID sells, baby. (laughs) <laughs> I hate I thanks I hate it <laughs> speaking of things I hate Bojack gets a call on the phone and Beatrice's 
butler lets them know they have a call and the butler is zach braff it's really yes. incredible that zach braff is here <laughs> i love i love zach braff coming back to be <laughs> to be the dead butler yeah we were just like this is definitely one of the least comical episodes of bojack horseman i think zach braff may be the only one like getting laughs in this entire episode yes very mild comic relief in the form of zach braff absolutely i mean and that is how most things with zach braff go very mild (laughs) Mild comic relief (laughs) and yeah so bojack tells herb that he kept having a recurring dream about having a dinner party with everyone who's died and so he's doing it for real Mm -hmm. yeah so he's definitely been in this situation before apparently but he usually wakes up at some point and uh, you know don't want to spoil what happens but we'll, we'll see what ha- we'll see if he does wake up this time yeah he does refer back to like oh this is what happens every time like later on he'll right say, this is what happens every single time and so i don't know that we've heard about this dinner party no dream. we no. have not heard about this yeah. dream before and so it just goes to show you that bojack is in medical peril like a lot mm-hmm. yeah Uncle Crackerjack tries to help Bojack hit the bird with a pillow, but then she flies off. Yes. Yeah. And then we get reintroduced to Corduroy. I also like, I have in my notes, but <laughs> when he meets Crackerjack, he's like, ah, yes, you must be Crackerjack, the uncle I never met and yet somehow could never live up to. <laughs> do, do you also have what Corduroy says after they reintroduce each other? Yeah. Corduroy's like, oh, are you weirded out? Because last time you saw me, I was, uh, thought, thought. you know. <laughs> Naked, hanging from an iPhone charger, holding a lemon with a very erect penis, despite being deceased in my trailer for over an hour. Mm-hmm. Which begs the question, how long does your penis stay erect for after you die? A long That's time. a great question. <laughs> At least an hour, I guess. Seemingly. Since Googling it. I, I, can, Googling. Hear, I can hear her <laughs> typing like mad. No, I just have a lot of keyboard. <laughs> you also can get post-mortem erections. Mm. Ah, Okay, there's like Corsa Quora. What happens when a man dies with an erection? Does the erection stay? Because people on Quora are weird. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Like, why did you have this question? That's the tagline because people on Quora are weird. Mm-hmm. So people are saying it doesn't, but then other people are saying it does. And it's called a preapism, a death erection. And then it also depends. Like people are like, well, your blood pressure would drop and it would deflate. But then it's like, I guess if you're like hanging and the penis is dead, like gravity could be helping you. I bet a lot of people were asking this after this episode was released. Yes. Listen, there are related questions to this and I am horrified. What's Every today's single- holiday? Let's start a new conversation. Yeah, day. Every- yeah. Let's- I'm really messed up. It's I- already I just- gone. I just saw some stuff I didn't want to see. That's all. Um <laughs> I do love Corduroy Jackson. And at the start of this, we all said we were happy he got the invite, but now I am not happy he got the invite. Because <laughs> it led to this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, now we're going to get the bird out the window. Great job done by all. Mm-hmm. So the bird didn't die in the house. That's right. An ah, omen. A good omen. I mean, what are the chances of, like, I feel like once a bird gets into your house, like, it's pretty easy to get them out again. Like, you leave a window open, eventually they'll leave. Yeah. Like, why are so many birds dying in people's houses? Like, what's wrong with them? (laughs) Very bad omen. (laughs) So Sarah Lynn has aged up to being a preteen. And that's the only other notable thing besides them getting the the bird out the window. Everyone except for Beatrice celebrates. Do you think that goes with the bird omen theory? No. (laughs) I feel like she's just like hates everything yeah she wants bojack to be dead it's like another opportunity for her to just like be disappointed in bojack like oh bully for you you bullied a bird let's go eat dinner fair enough fair enough 
Beatrice says that her husband is going to be late. And so they'll have to start dinner without him. They go mm-hmm. to the dining room. Yeah, no, Sarah Lynn's 18 and everybody's around the table. And apparently like, again, to refer to the BoJack Wiki, apparently this was the hardest thing to animate they had ever done. And they had a different storyboard person for every character because of how complicated this whole scene was. Oh, wow. Yeah. They could have just like made worse choices, I guess. (laughs) They could have just made a simply worse show. They could have. Thank God they didn't. Yeah, thank God they didn't. (laughs) So they're all going around and talking about the best and worst moments of their lives mm-hmm. yeah I didn't remember like I guess I really didn't remember exactly what happened in this episode I just remember it being an all-timer but mm-hmm. I mean this I mean we're gonna get a lot of time at this dinner table and this scene is I, I don't I just everything they talk about like they cover so many so many of life's big questions in this one 26 minute mm-hmm. episode yeah. and uh, it starts with I mean I agree with Sarah Lynn that the third time someone asks you for an autograph it becomes a chore yeah but the first yeah. and second are good for you? Yeah, I think the second, second's an obligation. The first is great. I'm just kidding. I never get sick of my fans. I'll sign autographs all day. <laughs> <laughs> I do find it to be pretty powerful to hear Sarah Lynn being like, you only get to give your first autograph once and just where her whole story has gone. It's nice to think that at one point she was so innocent and this was still fun for her before it kind of took everything from her. Yeah. One of her best parts of her life. Yeah. Which is sad because also like, why are you asking someone for like, what are you supposed to do with someone's autograph once you have it? Like, what's the point? I don't know. I think that's that's <laughs> mostly why pictures have taken the place of, of yeah. autographs. Like, I, I don't know. I guess I should have asked for Chappelle's autograph, but then like, what would I do with it? You'd lose <laughs> it. There's nothing to do with it. <laughs> You're right. But yeah, when she was so young, she didn't know how to write her name. So she just like drew a squiggly line. And so then I like the idea that after that squiggly line, she was like locked in that that was her signature forever. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. And this is where we really get the tar coming down. Like it it was present sort of at the beginning, but now it's become more of a thing where it's just going to be dripping on Bojack for the rest of the dinner. Yeah. And there's like quite a lot of black tar. Bojack's like asking about it, asking what it is, but nobody is really noticing it other than him. And anytime he kind of draws attention to it, they're like, don't think about that. Anyway, what's your favorite moment? Right. Right. Yeah. No one, no one wants him to think about the tar when he like throws it up later. Everyone just like laughs at him. No one, no one Mm -hmm. thinks this is any kind of big deal. What does the tar represent? Well, (laughs) this was the one that kind of had the least consensus, but the Mm -hmm. most compelling one that I saw was that it represents the LA as a tar pit and you can't escape it once you're in it and it will drag you down. That does sound pretty compelling. Mm -hmm. What was the least compelling one? (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) I only made a note of the good one. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. And yeah, yeah, also Zach Braff gives Bojack a plate full of pills. Yes, so. every, everyone has their own has their own dinner plate made up. I like that quarter I got served a lemon for dinner. It's his favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> he only eats lemons. I think yeah. obviously Sarah Lynn had the best dinner because she just had a basket of fries. And that is absolutely what I would be having for that dinner as well. Absolutely. <laughs> Famous, like other people that's, are just saying like, oh, it's just like, it's just the water that was in his body. It's like, I don't think that's as good as the tar pit. It's yeah, the no, water I don't that think, was in his body. I don't yeah. think that's it. Yeah, no, I don't think so He either. does get a drink of water and it tastes like chlorine. And I think that was the water that was oh, in that his body. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. Yes, exactly. He, hearing that back right now, that seems, that seems so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> First what I was like, the- yeah, well, you're right. Why would that taste like chlorine? That's weird. That's a weird thing for it to taste like. <laughs> I mean, I've also like lived places where the 
tap water does kind of taste like chlorine sometimes. Mm, yes, me too. Very gross. It's a very Ontario thing. Hey, this is why, this is why I don't trust tap water. The worst one I ever had was in St. John. It got a lot better, but it used to be just known for how chlorinated the water was. Like you would go to a restaurant and you'd be like, do you have tap water here? And they'd say yes. And you'd go, then never mind. I'll have something else. Like it was so Oh my bad. God. <laughs> yeah. I don't like here. The tap water is like pretty good, but I just like would, I wish I had a water cooler in my house. Water's fine here. It's like the cleanest tap water in Canada for both of us. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To Maddie's point about this 26 minute episode addressing all these giant questions, I think this is where it starts getting particularly profound, where they're all kind of arguing about the nature of sacrifice and they're all being like, my death really meant something. And then Sarah Lynn's increasingly like, I gave everything for my fans. And like, just because that's not the same as dying in a war, it doesn't mean that didn't mean something. And I think that this is just so incredibly profound and philosophical and like, it's, can it's you give so... things up if you felt good? Like, is that still altruistic? Uh, like, oh my God. Uh, yeah. It, they, even in this like one topic alone, it's so much, I love when the show gets philosophical, like Sarah Lynn, really did like end up sacrificing her whole life and I felt mm -hmm. so bad for her when she was like saying like it must have meant something and you know for her sake I really hope that her sacrifices did mean something because I, I like I, I don't know and what else oh when they when Cordero's whole thing when when he's saying that you know it can't be selfless if you got something out of it when you if you're doing it to make yourself feel good is that really selfless all of that was really interesting I, I famously wrote my uh, my senior year political theory paper on that very topic Whoa. It was a very good paper. I I, it sounds like a great paper. What yeah. conclusion did you draw or did you? I, I believe I took Corduroy's side in the paper. I don't know if I actually <laughs> believe that, but I definitely was able to write a good paper based on that. Good. Yeah. And the other thing too is like Corduroy really does drive the conversation about like, oh, yeah. is your death worth something? A sacrifice for its own like just for the sake of it is not like worth it. And like directly compares Sarah Lynn to Cracker Jack and like Cracker Jack is like, like I would like to be excluded from this narrative. <laughs> yeah, and we also find out that Cracker Jack mostly killed his own all people. Of, <laughs> all of my only... kills were friendly fire. Yeah. <laughs> I like, didn't kill any Nazis, like, all of my kills were friendly like, fire. Like I never saved anyone ever. I don't <laughs> actually know what I did over there. <laughs> so funny. Cracker Jack's character is only a little bit in the show, but every time is worth it. <laughs> just every time it's worth him. Yeah. I think the whole point about the Sarah Lynn side of things, I definitely understand her being so indignant about this and being like, you guys are judging me, but I still think that my life meant something. And at the same time, we've also talked quite a bit, Kirsten, in previous episodes about this idea of like a noble sacrifice or sacrifice is what you need to do to earn happiness or something. And I think we have very strongly disavowed that. And I think that's what Sarah Lynn is kind of embodying here of like, just because she wasn't in a literal war does not mean that this was not an important thing that happened. Yeah. And she goes on about how like she performed for others her entire life. She gave her whole life just because she, in death, she died in a bender it does not mean that her life was worth nothing. Amen. Justice for Sarah Lynn. That's right. Literally justice for Sarah Lynn. Like I think that Bo like going back to Bojack more than anything has made me think about how truly fucked like the concept of a child star is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Literal child abuse. And everyone's like, it's fine because they're talented and cute. <laughs> what? Yeah. And I think like it was one of the things that I clocked really early on as, oh, this is going to be a very rewarding show to do with this level of 
detail, re- detailed rewatching yeah. was when we saw that like second episode or whatever, where she's like, oh yeah, I'm just going to die tragically young. And I was just like, oh my God, the show. Yeah, it's oh. really good. It turns out the show's really good, y'all. Yeah, who knew? I, even, even better than you remember, I promise. If anyone's... Mm-hmm just been listening to this and not rewatching along. If you go back and rewatch Bojack, it's even better than you remember, I promise. That's right. Yeah. We're talking to you, Hazel. Get back yeah. on that horse. <laughs> she did watch this one. <laughs> we also, Cordray also brings up like religion and Beatrice is like, I don't not, want religion in my house. Not at my <laughs> table. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, most I've ever stand be horsemen. I was going to say kind of, icon- <laughs> kind of iconic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then Corduroy talks about how in his life, he was always looking to like seeking pleasure. And that was like the worst part of his life. And it's like, you didn't even get a whole life Corduroy. Like it's, it's just strikes me as like so sad that mm-hmm. and, like, he's not the only one at the table who died young, but that he's like spent so much time looking for meaning that he's like devalued his whole time that he was alive. Mm-hmm. Cause feeling good is inherently selfish. Just about. <laughs> Guess I'm selfish. Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 and now uh, Beatrice's husband is here. And I remember being so confused by this because it's Secretariat, but with butterscotch horseman. Yes, voice. <laughs> it is so trippy to see Secretariat, but not hear Secretariat's voice. Yeah. I was also very confused watching this. I... I was like, did I miss here? I could have sworn they said Bojack's dad was coming, but I guess they mm-hmm. said Secretariat and I just mm-hmm. misheard it somehow. And then yeah. I don't know. How, I probably just thought that until later when when Bojack's like, uh, why are you my dad? And also Secretariat or whatever, or whatever he says. I was like, oh, OK. So yeah. I, did, I didn't miss yeah. here anything. Yeah, it's like it's, you're both yeah. for some reason. <laughs> Very jarring. I guess because like Bojack didn't actually know Secretariat, right? And also maybe in some ways didn't really know his father yeah whoa it's deep wow i know i'm like pretty smart and interesting uh, <laughs> <laughs> so secretariat and beatrice get into a little argument about you know secretary being late and people folding to his schedule they just kind of move past it and secretary gets his food which is two sunny side up eggs coffee and alcohol <laughs> okay this is also, I think, I mentioned when uh, Bojack throws up like the tar or whatever and everyone just starts laughing at him. And then he also mentions that he was swimming. So obviously a lot of g- great job just setting everything up in this episode all around. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, I was swimming. And they were like, oh, you went swimming. Like even Beatrice is a little bit like, that's nice. Like, like she <laughs> yeah. laughs a little bit when he yeah. just like spews this tar everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's so gross. Like very, yes. very well animated, but mm-hmm. disgusting. So they're still doing best part worst part and herb says that after the best part of his life was doing work in machu picchu and that after he was fired off of horsing around he thought about killing himself yeah and i think that this like it's played very lightly in that he says the knicks were having a good season so i decided to stick around they're like well what if the knicks were having a bad season he's like i don't know i guess i would have gotten into baseball but i honestly think that it's kind of even in the light way that they're handling it where it's like they're like I just wanted to see what was going to happen or something there's something right. about him wanting to stay around and it's yeah it's, it's well like they the show has like of course touched on on suicide in the past and it's mm-hmm. a very difficult topic but this is really just to show like Herb was at a very low point, but he mm-hmm. was not 
actually like su- like he had suicidal ideation but he, mm-hmm. but he was never still, yeah. was you, going to follow through with it right he was like still he just looking something. for something to keep him going yeah yeah I I don't know I just like I think maybe just based on like my experience I feel like weird allusions to suicide are not like it's a if he was never going to do it like what's actually the utility of having the conversation there because it's not supposed to make Bojack feel bad really that he put Herb on like that path and it ultimately came to nothing and then just ends with kind of like a joke of Secretariat being like oh wow you don't have any follow-through I found this conversation made me really uncomfortable and I I don't like it and I think that that like might just be my personal connection to suicide but I just feel like it was weird and I did not like it so I definitely felt that way too the first time and then the second time I watched it I was like I think I felt more like they did something good with this where I think they were setting it up for the secretariat thing later where at this moment it's it's that extremely uncomfortable thing where he's like oh like you couldn't even do it or whatever and then we're gonna get later to the poem of like how much regret and stuff he feels so yeah I, I almost feel like it was intended to set that up at this stage and it it's, does it's, but I don't think they needed it yeah fair. yeah yeah I guess I was also gonna say it's probably just there to set up the secretary thing where mm-hmm. he mentions it a little bit now and almost seems like offended that yeah. Herb did not want to go through with it and then it yeah, also yeah like Lindsay was saying comes back later yeah. Secretariat says the worst part of his life was August 22nd, 1973, when he was banned from racing ever again. Racing was the only thing that made sense to him. And not being able to do that, he became nobody. And then he says his best part was committing suicide, which is, I think, why I think the herb part didn't need to be there because we have this in Secretariat's best part, worst the part. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't like it. It's a tough subject, no, ma- no matter who brings it up. Mm-hmm. you're right you're honestly right I don't yeah it's not a topic I prefer to talk about so Secretariat talks about how he admired the view while he was standing on the bridge before he jumped this is where like the big amount of black tar comes out yeah and I think the reason I like love this episode much is because it's like so dialogue heavy like there's a mm-hmm. lot of even outside of this dinner scene there's a lot of stuff going on but it's so like I love a good dialogue and that's really all this episode has been like so far and like just characters talking to each other and having really interesting conversations love it like i I've, mm-hmm. probably the reason i don't like the underwater episode is because it yeah. has no dialogue and i'm yeah. also lower on the the funeral episode because it's only like a never-ending monologue but you get two or more people involved talking mm-hmm. that's my stuff that's what i love watching well that's the thing with this episode too where it's like what are you going to cut from the recap of this? And I think we felt that way a bit too with Free Chair, or it's like, oh, this is going to be a really long episode because what can we leave out? And right. See, well, and like finding here too. <laughs> I, I feel like Free Chair, I was like, oh, well, we don't have to talk about every little thing because like it speaks for itself. And then we got here and it did not speak for itself. We had to uh, drag it mm. to death and back again. <laughs> yeah. It was a great episode of the podcast though. Worth worth every minute of podcasting. <laughs> oh, thank you. I must oh, say. Every goodness. minute of that two hours. <laughs> yeah. Like I like really had to pee by the end of that one. So (laughs) that's how you know it's a really good podcast. So Bojack and Herb do have a little moment talking about like when they used to be in stand-up comedy clubs and like maybe that was the best time in Bojack's life. 
but they don't really have time to get deep into it because Beatrice says it's, it's time to start the show. Yeah. I like when Bojack is saying that his best moment was about helping a student through a scene or something. And Herb is there in this kind of coaching role. And we're going to see him do that in a really lovely way several times in the episode where he's acting as this figure who's sort of guiding everybody through processing their feelings. And we see that here too, where Bojack is saying, or I guess Beatrice is giving Bojack a hard time, like your best moment your whole life is some stupid students acting class. And and then Herb's just like, no, no, like Bojack, go ahead. What were you going to say? And I think that that's pretty cool that we get to see this from Herb where we haven't gotten that much from him, but he has come into this really lovely, lovely role of helping people process. Yeah. It's interesting. Herb's role in this episode, like he is Mm. in charge of everything. It seems like he's like hosting the dinner party. He's hosting the talent show after this. And it's also interesting that like the last like conversation we get before the end of this is like between Bojack and Herb. Like Mm -hmm. it feels like that relationship is made to feel like very important. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like in hindsight, it makes all of the ways Bojack portrayed Herb in life feel that much worse because you can see that, you know, at least in Bojack's mind on the other side, Herb doesn't carry any resentment. He just like continues to be like the kind guiding like parental role that he was to Bojack. And I think it's carrying on what we saw at the end of the last episode where he's watching his screen test for horsing around and Herb is like, listen, just relax, like just take a breath and let's mm-hmm. just yeah. play around for a minute. And that's very much what he's doing here where he's like, just take yeah. a breath. It's okay. Herb is great. I must say. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. Bojack also was right. Help helping. It does feel good to help someone do something. Yeah, totally. It does. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love teaching. Best decision I ever made. Good. <laughs> me, me and Bojack have that in common. That makes and hopefully me not much else. So happy to hear Maddie because I know yeah. you were just like very not happy in your old career path. No, yeah. Let's play best part, worst part. Worst part for me was <laughs> accounting. Best part for me was teaching. <laughs> <laughs> so Bojack finds it weird that he is not woken up yet because normally he doesn't make it to the showcase. This is which, usually, usually they say it's time for the show and then that's it for him. Which like lends credence to the idea that Bojack has been like near death but dying many times, but this time is just more serious than in the past. And so the showcase is also hosted by Herb and the opening act is Sarah Lynn and she dedicates it to Bojack. Yeah. She's going to do don't stop dancing until the curtains fall or whatever. Uh, it's don't so good. Dancing. Oh my God. Don't and- stop dancing i think we should learn the we should learn the song and dance to this song. when gina did it it was devastating when sarah lynn does it it is truly earth-shatteringly bad like oh my god my heart (laughs) it's so good it's well because like when gina does it it's like definitely in bojack's head and he's Mm -hmm. confusion and he is also like super high and not really absorbing but when sarah lynn does it bojack is like getting what's happening Mm -hmm. and also the theme of the song just like resonates so much more with the tragic life Mm -hmm. of Sarah Lynn it just yeah it's it's very painful but it does transition into prickly muffin and then back to don't stop dancing Mm to the curtain call which is like yeah I mean so much there to unpack where it's just she was dancing as fast as she could and eventually she couldn't do it anymore and everything caught up with her and I think when Gina did it there was a certain wackiness to it even in how it was animated and this is just 
like in that moment, it was, no, you're still dancing as fast as you can, trying to keep up with everything and it's still going on. Whereas this time it's, this is the curtain falling. Yeah. And you, the door opens, we see nothing inside it and she goes through the door. Yeah. yeah it, it it ends with her jumping through that door to nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bojack goes to the door trying to find her, but she's gone. Definitely the strangest talent show I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and this um, is the whole the whole talent show part. I just felt so anxious and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Even watching it both times, I was just like, this is a miraculous episode in terms of what they were able to pull off. But just, it's so hard to watch. Bojack uses their penultimate episodes to break your heart. And this is totally. no different. Corduroy does an aerial act, which I think is a little bit on the nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Bojack is like, trying to ask questions during the performance, but Herb's like, no, sit down. Like, you'll get your chance later. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And Corduroy swings into the doorframe into the darkness. Yeah, this is where we get the conversation with Secretariat slash yes. Butterscotch character. And again, shout it to the BoJack Wiki for all of the information. But apparently they just had Will Arnett do it initially. And they were like, we'll get John Krasinski in to do the regular voice. And they were like, oh no, he nailed this. <laughs> Like sorry to sorry to John Krasinski, but yeah. Well, and I so did they rewrite it to be like, oh, it's Bojack's dad and Secretariat. Like when B says that her husband's coming. So. No, or... I don't think so. I think it was just always going to be like Secretariat is being viewed as a father figure. I think it makes more sense to have Will Arnett voice that than yeah. to have like with John Krasinski coming in, like it would be the Secretariat voice we all obviously know and mm-hmm. recognize, mm-hmm. but then it would m- make it so much harder to understand that it's supposed to be Bojack's father. <laughs> yeah, I think they do a really good job with this where it just works so well. And I think they definitely made the right choice where it's like, oh, it's like, so he has complicated feelings with Secretariat and also with his dad. And that's mushed them together into one character. And yeah. they didn't have to pay John Krasinski. Yeah. For this episode. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and and if you thought they were out of big topics to tackle in this episode, don't worry, because they're going to talk about whether life has meaning or not. And if peace mm-hmm. is just a myth. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so they talk about like Bojack asked secretary was behind the door basically. And that's what spurs the whole conversation. And secretary is still holding a lot of annoyance towards Herb for the concept of finding peace in Machu Picchu. And this is where I like, I don't know. I got confused at this part, Lindsay. Like what, what do you make of all this? Yeah. I mean, I think the, the big part to take away is just secretary being like, I put so much of myself into being known for this one thing and being the best in the world at this one thing, but ultimately it didn't make me happy. And then we also get the conversation from Butterscotch's perspective where he's like, I cared so much about your mother and you. And I never made that clear to you because I was afraid you would know that. And I just think both of these are two sides of the same coin of just like not recognizing the things that really matter and in life and just focusing on the wrong things and trying to impart that wisdom to Bojack at the end. Yeah. And I think it was, it was like super meaningful for Bojack. Cause he literally says like, Oh, I, I regret that we never got to talk about this in real life, but like, at least we were able to do it before I woke up. Yeah. I think that line in particular that he ends with where he's like, I wanted you to love me, but I was so afraid that you would know that that's gut punch line. Yeah, it's just is- like for people that don't have like great family relationships, the show's mm-hmm. really hard. Yeah. Oh, sure. It's a really like cathartic scene for Bojack. And like, yeah, his dad's just like telling him all these things that would have been nice, I guess, for him to hear in the real world from, from his dad. But 
and then it ends with like like you said bojack mentioning like something about him waking up and this is i think we get like the first time when someone's like oh waking up what do you mean like you still don't yeah. get it do you yeah, yeah. he yeah. tosses Boj- his cigarette over the bridge and goes back inside yeah bojack mm-hmm. still thinks he's waking up eventually even though the uh the clues are there he's at the talent show <laughs> yeah he's seeing people one by one go through that mystery door yeah, he looks over the bridge and he sees the silhouette of his own body floating in the pool at his own house. And he's now remember, starting to put together the pieces. Yeah, remember, he mentioned he was going for a swim earlier. Mm-hmm. He had been swimming. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this means something. He should not have done that. He should not have gone swimming. Mm-hmm. So back at the theater, we do see Zach Braff about to do a roller skating routine. Yeah, <laughs> this is like, again, the, the mild. The one bit com- of comic relief. <laughs> where he's just like roll- so slowly rolling to the door. He rolls yeah, as like- slow as hum- humanly possible to the door while going through all the things he's never done in his life. And like, mm-hmm. Kirsten, yeah. please tell me you got this word avalanche. That's uh, some of it. I Okay, here's the thing. Did I write down the word avalanche? No, but I can get the word avalanche <laughs> from the BoJack wiki. And I normally make a note for myself, get this word avalanche, but I did not because I didn't watch it a second time. So Zach me... Breff could have saved himself 50 times during this monologue, but yes. <laughs> oh well. Sorry, I'm just going to jump in and tell you that one of the pieces of feedback that we got was from Nick and they said, I will request that you each take a shot at Zach Braff's tongue twister that he recites before dying <laughs> a second time. <laughs> I think it would be a welcome laugh after an incredibly heavy episode. So I don't know if we want to split it up or anything. Yeah. How, how do you want to, does everyone just want to try doing it one time? Well, I don't have it in front of me. So I can, I can put it in the chat of the zoom the call. All right. All right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh my God. Now so <laughs> everybody has it. How do we, how do we want to approach this? We could split it up. There's three sentences, right? One of them's really long. Yeah, but I feel like it's not that impressive to do one <laughs> sentence of it. Like anyone can do one sentence of a word avalanche. Yeah, true. You're so good at them. You kick us off, Kirsten. Okay. I'm not ready. I never got to direct my backdraft remake, Zach Braff's backdraft. I never finished my memoir. I started a Zach that started the whole world braffing. I never got to to license the Zach Braff short stack breakfast attack at Shake Shack. Cash-strapped hash brown fans who hashtag Zach snacks get cash back with the Braff Bucks app. Oh, that was hard. That was the hardest oh one so far. Oh my God. That was the hardest one. Oh my God. That's no. for sure the hardest one we've had. All right. Let's, uh, let's see if I can do any better. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> me, me, me. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. I never got to direct my backdraft remake, Zach Braff's backdraft. I never finished my memoir. I started a Zach that started the whole world braffing. I never got to license the Zach Braff short stack breakfast attack at Shake Shack. Cash trapped hash brown fans who hashtag Zach snacks get cash packed with the Braff Buck. Man, it gets stuff at the end. <laughs> the Braff Bucks app. <laughs> the Braff Bu- yeah, yeah. Bucks app. No wonder why he just falls through the door at that point. You were point. solid though, man. I know. Yeah, that, last, that last part, the Braff Bucks app. Oh yeah, Braff Bucks app is hard to say. What a nightmare. Hey, Lindsay, it's your turn. All right. I feel like I struggle even just reading the feedback from people. So I'll see how this <laughs> goes. Oh, God. All right. Him. I'm not ready. I never got to direct my backdraft remake. Zach perhaps backdraft. I never finished my memoir. I started the Zach that started the whole world braffing. I never got to license the Zach Braff short stack breakfast attack at Shake Shack. Cash wrapped hash brown fans who hashtag Zach snacks get cash back with the Braff Bucks app. Lindsay did better nice. than both of us. Whatever. Very good. It's all about <laughs> like breath control, I think. Times. Yeah. <laughs> I think when you edit anywhere. this, you could just put all of us saying it at the same time. 
god. We should. Oh man. Nothing Beautiful. like making more work. And just for the record, that is the last word avalanche of Bojack uh, Horseman. I'm so happy um, we wow. did them. There actually were a couple in this episode. Like at one point, Cracker Jack says she's more coy than a coyote coyote claiming a cottontail. I said coyote. That's not the word. Listen, that's the spelling's fault. It shouldn't be spelled yeah. that way. And then it shouldn't be. Exactly. You're right. The <laughs> English language is stupid. And then Cracker Jack also says, uh, kids got the right idea. We can chuck the joker and spooker with this poker. <laughs> We're so we mentioned this is the on. yeah, this is like the only comic relief we get. But I feel like by this point, I was feeling very unsettled. Like for mm-hmm. like, I remember watching this for the first time, like, wait, are they actually going to like kill Bojack in the penultimate episode of right? the show? Like no spoilers, of course. But when you guys were watching this, did you think they were going to go through with it and like kill off yeah. Bojack? I mean, I think that there's a strong argument for killing Bojack off here. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people would see that as the logical way for the show to end. It almost is like you could see it as a consequence for all of the people he hurt and all the people who died as a result of him. But you could also see it as like getting off easy because of not actually facing consequences in mm-hmm. life. I, I, I really think that they had so many options and the option of killing off Bojack is not a bad one. And then you could have the finale be his funeral, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would not put it past RB dubs to end the show this way. Like as soon as I was presented with the option, I was like, I figured, oh yes, that's exactly what they would do on the show. And so like, I I remember the first time watching, like like, taking a minute or two to like, just come to terms with the fact that Bojack probably is not going to make it out alive Mm -hmm. and how that would make me feel as an ending. Like I was very much convinced at this point. I was absolutely certain the first time I watched season six that as soon as we started getting into kind of the back half of part two of season six, I was like, oh, there's no way that he is making it out of this show alive. They are just building towards it. I feel like the last several episodes, I was like, oh, we're just building and building, building to his tragic death. And this is where it happens. It makes a lot of sense. Yep. And this is, you know, Bojack is starting to panic. As Zach Raff goes into the darkness and he's asking how he got here and Herb is like, well, how do I know? Like, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is where we get the stuff from last week where he broke into his old house and he took a bunch of pills and then he decided to go swimming. And he's like, no, no, I like, I know I called Diane. I called Diane. That must mean I'm fine. I called Diane. Yeah, he, he got out of the pool and he called Diane. Mm-hmm. And Herb is like, you know, we're doing a show here. Like, but... Bojack keeps going. He's, I called Diane. I couldn't have drowned in the pool. If I'd gotten out of the pool to call Diane, I need to finish my conversation with Diane. Like, let me go. I need to find my phone. And he's trying to leave the room, but the exit door disappears and he's getting more and more panicked. And you can just feel the anxiety coming through the TV. And it is horrible. Yep. Bojack is so frantic now. Like, this is the worst dream ever all of a sudden. He's like in crisis mode. He has to get out of this somehow. And it's like, yeah, I'm starting to feel anxious watching this. Mm-hmm. Like he thought it was a dream and now he's realizing this is maybe not a dream. Mm-hmm. You used the word unsettled earlier, Maddie. And that was absolutely the word that I have been looking for uh, yeah. both times that I watched it in the last week. I was like, it's just giving me this icky feeling. It's like unsettled. That's absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So this is where Secretariat performs and he performs a poem called The View from Halfway Down. Is this an original Secretariat poem? Yes. The view from halfway down, yes, by Secretariat. Oh my goodness. The only poem by a horse that you ever hear. (laughs) 
poem that never ceases to absolutely devastate me. Yeah. Should we, should we read the poem? Should we insert a clip of Secretariat reading the poem? We could insert a clip of Secretariat reading. I don't know. Maybe that's too much for people. I don't know. And he's getting frantic. It's hard. Skip it's 15 really seconds hard. if you don't want to, you don't want to hear yeah. that poem. <laughs> yeah. What do you think is better? Do you want to read it or do you want me to put it in? I am fine with either option. It's probably easier for you if I just read the poem. You feel um, comfortable reading the poem? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be fine. I might cry. If I cry, then cut it and put Secretariat in. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you cry, I'll jump in and finish Okay. At some point, Kirsten reciting the poem is just going yeah. to abruptly switch to Secretariat. And it will be Secretariat. Should I do it in a Secretariat voice? <laughs> that might help you get through it. <laughs> no, I don't think my register goes that low. Okay. So the view from halfway down. The weak breeze whispers nothing. The water screams sublime. His feet shift, teeter-totter. Deep breaths stand back. It's time. Toes untouch the overpass. Soon he's waterbound. Eyes locked shut, but peek to see the view from halfway down. A little wind, a summer sun, river rich and regal. A flood of fond endorphins brings a calm that knows no equal. You're flying now, you see things, much more clear than from the ground. It's all okay, or it would be, were you not now halfway down. Thrash to break from gravity, what now could slow the drop? All I'd give for toes to touch, the safety back at top. But this is it, the deed is done, silence drowns the sound. Before I leaped, I should have seen the view from halfway down. I really should have thought about the view from halfway down. I wish I could have known about the view from halfway down. Oh, that was so Secretary much goes into the in. door. <laughs> yeah, you're Ooh. welcome. <laughs> I got chills just hearing Kirsten oh recite it. Uh, me too. Uh, I got goosebumps. I have tears. I'm sweating. Like I might be uh, sweating from reading it. This oh is my so God. much worse. Oh my God. Well, Thank you, Kirsten, for reading You that. asked for that. Oh, you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Yes, thank you for doing that. I know that is not an easy one to read and it is beautiful and it's so well written. Yeah. It's incredible. The writing staff on this show really working overtime. Yeah. They were like, let's emotionally destroy people in a new and exciting ways every <laughs> season. Um, once again, Bojack tries to run to the exit, but it puts him just back up on stage. Cracker Jack is like now bleeding through the wound on his forehead and is like, no, nothing matters. Like you're you're you dead yeah we're getting some like horror vibes now with plenty of like psychological thriller vibes like all the yes. best bojack episodes do to us mm-hmm. yes yeah. and beatrice is like all your screaming and struggling is not gonna pull your body out of that pool and herb is just like maybe someone's gonna find you maybe they won't like there's no point in freaking out like this and i will also yeah. say like just to highlight herb when secretary was having his moment too where he was reading the poem and herb's like it's gonna be okay just find your peace like uh, yeah. i just i love his role in this yeah, it turns out Herb is great. It makes me yeah. more angry with Bojack for fucking him over. I think Corduroy was wrong. Herb is a good person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Herb is for sure a good person. I think Corduroy is just like... He's jealous. Yeah, mm. for, honestly, he's so jealous. Jealousy is so ugly. <laughs> we get a great, can I ask you a question callback from Bojack here when he's like, can I ask you a question? And then has a very <laughs> serious question after that. Yeah. He's like, has anyone ever come back from this place? Mm-hmm. Ooh, and it's... 
and and this is where Herb says there is no place like this is your brain going through what it feels like it needs to go through all you can do now is just sit back and enjoy the show mm-hmm. so this is where Beatrice Horseman and Cracker Jack perform Cracker Jack plays I will always think of you on the trumpet and Beatrice starts doing her dance from her debutante with the ribbon baton yep and I'm just still marveling at how expertly well done this episode is. It's just so, so good. freaking good. Uh, like Beatrice wraps herself in the ribbon, like uh, Cracker, and then Cracker Jack like ties the ribbon to himself, and then he jumps into the doorframe and couldn't even like take notes at this point. I was literally just sitting back and watching everything. It's, it's so good. The density of what is happening here, where it's like the number of callbacks and the number of mm-hmm. references and like we have I will always think of you and then like I mean when Sarah Lynn was singing we were like let's put in a little bit of like prickly muffin from episode three like it's yeah. just and that's obviously just the obvious stuff so not even the number yeah, of tiny well, little things throughout and that's the thing too like we've said it time and time again the show does nothing by accident yeah. they are constantly referring back and if you notice something in an early episode, chances are it's going to come back in a later one. And that's just one of the reasons why this is just such an incredible show. It feels like a magic trick where it's like all of the people working on the show being like, and now let me show you like yeah. how I did this. It's just Seriously. Like, absolutely like, sticking the living. It's so the complete opposite of the other show I cover, which is Riverdale, <laughs> where something will happen and then we'll start analyzing it like, oh, what could it mean? And then it's like, what are we doing? It doesn't mean anything because they <laughs> They're going to forget they did it. Yeah, and then they drop the storyline the very next episode. And then you never hear about it again. And then it's like, oh my God, they could have done like such good work if they just weren't giving the actors the scripts the day of filming. (laughs) I'm just glad, I'm just, I'm glad they're finally letting them leave. They're finally ending things. In a year, it'll be over. (laughs) Yeah. Meanwhile, it's something to look forward to. We're like, do you think that this hydrangea was on purpose? And it's like, yes, yeah. here are three three reasons why. Yeah. <laughs> like literally every single thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so wild. So when the music stops, Herb then introduces Bojack. He's the star of Horsin' Around and the Bojack Horseman Show, Philbert and Secretariat, the upcoming horny unicorn. He's the son of Beatrice, Butterscotch and Beatrice, husband to no one, father to none that we know of, stand-up comedian, actor, crippling alcoholic, a talented charmer, and a stupid piece of shit. Yeah, all of this sounds like all of this sounds like the most depressing Twitter bio of all time. And I guess it's serving as essentially like Herb is giving Bojack his obituary here. Mm-hmm. His eulogy or something. Yeah. Should we make the Bojack horse pod Twitter bio <laughs> husband to no one father to none that we know of. <laughs> yes, it's time. I feel like they've been changed in the one. Father none that we know of. Stand up comedian, actor, crippling alcoholic, a talented charmer, and a stupid piece of shit. I, I unfortunately there's a um character limit. Like I don't think all that would be. Limit. I don't think all that would fit. Husband to no one, father to none that we know. None that we know. <laughs> yeah, I like that. We'll change it from a thorough and respectful dialogue about Bojack. <laughs> Also good. <laughs> Which was a great one. That was when they taught the family of axolotls about oh, yeah. sexuality. sexuality. That's right. One thorough and respectful dialogue later. Also look at you I had the a- axolotl just like at the tip of your tongue. I mean, I love axolotls. <laughs> <laughs> so Bojack takes the stage, opens the door and asks if it's terrifying. And this is where Herb has one of the like, I guess statement sentences that is like one of the most 
famous from Bojack and it has also become a a TikTok audio. Oh my God. Well, tell me what it is. <laughs> he says, everything must come to an end. The drip finally stops. Bojack says, see you on the other side. And he says, oh, Bojack, there is, there no, other is no other side. This, this is, is it. it. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting how like he's definitively saying like there is no other side. This is it. Mm-hmm. I'm Well, I mean, Herb's the one who's dead. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> yeah, this is the moment that Bojack just absolutely freaks out where it's almost he almost seems like he's about to accept it where he opens the door and he's like, see you on the other side. Yeah. No. Never mind. No, like, when oh he my says, God. yeah, like, he wait, says there's, there's no, other, no side. other side and Bojack goes running. He's yeah, like, I was no, promised, I'm out of here. I was promised another side. If there's no other side, I don't want, I don't want this at all. I'm out. <laughs> Tar monster be damned. Yeah. Yeah. He literally just runs out. He's running through the dining room. The black tar is like coming for him. The yeah. animation is honestly, it's kind of like Doctor Strange, the way it's everything's very spooky. moving and shifting. We're really Crazy. leaning into the horror elements right now. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely horrifying. And Bojack's saying he needs to make a phone call and he's looking for his phone. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, so panicky where he's just running. He's like, anyone, anyone help me, please help me. And it's yeah. just, oh God. And then the bird is there. The tire gets her. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. So the bird just died in the house. So that's a bad omen. Yeah. It's not mm. good. Yeah. In the kitchen, he calls Diane and he asks, Diane, are you going to save me? Because I called you. Like, are you coming to get me? And Diane's like, why did you call me? I'm in Chicago. Like, I can't save you. And it's just this totally heartbreaking moment where he goes, mm. you didn't pick up. I left a voicemail. Oh my God. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know what I was expected, but I feel like I was truly shocked when like Diane actually entered or dream version of Diane, mm-hmm. I guess. And, like, I just was not prepared to hear her voice. And then like w- the reveal that she never answered and it went to voicemail and Bojack went back into the pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, and I don't know how they made this so emotional or what it even like, what it is exactly that gets me. But when Bojack asks like a little later when he's like, oh, if it doesn't matter, can I stay on the phone with you at least? Like, I just started mm-hmm. weeping. I know. Oh yeah. It's really bad. So he he leaves the house and he goes back to the bridge where he was a secretary. And Diane says, it's too late. What's done is done. And Bojack watches the black tar just completely take over the silhouette of his body floating in the pool. Diane says, there's nothing I can do. I'm not real. And this isn't real either. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. And he asks Diane how her day was. And she says it was a good day. And then the screen goes black. And you hear a heart rate monitor Ah. go flat and and beep and go flat. Yeah. And oh, my God. And then, he yeah, when he just simply asks her how her day was, like, I don't know. This is she's like, I had a good day. No, Mm -hmm. absolutely not. The show. What gave them the right? Yeah. What gave and the, the dramatic beeps, very haunting. What an all-time ending mm. to an all-time episode of an all-time show. Last week, too, like where it went from like Bojack's face on the screen to shutting it off, and then it's just his like <gasps> eyes in the screen, like, like two his... in a row, like unreal. They really get you. But this one, I like was like scrambling to hit next episode because I couldn't stand the sound. Like I had, yeah. I, I couldn't do it. I needed it to be over. Like, this is much less fun than back in the 90s that was on a very famous TV. yeah <laughs> much less fun would have been insane though if that's what they ended okay. the episode I also, like, that would have felt horrible also <laughs> uh, like i don't so, so much feedback that we've been collecting for months about this episode 
Yes, we gave people a heads up that we are ahead of schedule and they have been providing feedback. Mm-hmm. Yes, for a long time. So starting with Noah, even more so than Gina's rendition, Sarah Lynn singing Don't Stop Dancing is by far the most wrenching emotional scene in the show, at least for me. And I think I have to agree. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. Jenna said, thanks for letting us know you'd be accelerating the recording process so I could get in a comment about the view from halfway down. Wouldn't be a season of BoJack without an episode before the finale that tears our hearts out. Absolutely. Truly. I also just want to say like this section might be challenging for people if you want to skip ahead specifically because lots of people were extremely vulnerable and very lovely in their sharing of the importance of this episode for them. I'm not going to read all of the details, but Natalie was someone who said that this episode totally saved my life. Bojack is made so great by its visuals of mental illness. And I think it was done so beautifully. Bojack may have a million faults, but as an actual person, the relatability of having so many mistakes has been so comforting for me. Watching him finally reflect on his past and his issues and his childhood. It gives me a bit of hope that I don't have to be a sad sack of shit. And the show means so much to me. And then she also says, uh, take care of yourselves after this recording. I don't know if either of you struggle with this, but regardless, I'm sure that this topic will be exhausting for you to discuss. Can't wait to see what you do next. I've loved the chemistry of your friendship, Lindsay and Kirsten, and you're both so sweet and special people. Aw. Nice. I also love the chemistry of our friendship. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I like it too. Aw. I like our chemistry Um, with Matt Gagan. Yes, me too. He's always here for the hard moments. Yes. Um, Jules says, hi, friends, not necessarily for the pod, although I don't mind if you share it. I feel like we've been on this long BoJack journey together, and I wanted to share something I wrote a while back about my own experience with season six, episode 11. And Jules sent a really, really lovely blog post where she talked about just how important that poem was for her and her own journey with mental health. And it's so bittersweet that you're almost done with BoJack. Also means I have to start watching Tuca and Birdie so I can follow along. Going to get well, sentimental. Yeah. Yes. A trigger warning for Kirsten. Going to get sentimental. <laughs> Y'all oh, have become no. the highlight of my week and I'm very grateful for it. You never fail to find the balance between respectful, funny, sincere, and wonderful. And I wish I could give you 9,000 stars. Oh. Natalie says, thank you for six seasons of wonderful horse pod. I hope I'm not too late. It's been such a joy to listen for the last nine months. I wanted to gather my thoughts and appropriately reflect on the time and effort you put into this project. The view from halfway down is probably my favorite episode. It's the best, most responsible representation of the subject that I've ever seen. There's so much to unpack that I'm sure you'll get into on the podcast. One of my favorite things is Secretariat's poem. Great poem. The last scene on the phone with Diane always breaks me. It reads for the first Mm -hmm. time as Bojack just simply living in the moment with her. And at that point, he knows she can't save him and the dialogue is just in his head. So he decides to be present with her for a moment as he should have done in his life. He gave her a nice day. Yeah, yes, that's true. The last thing he does before he dies is just talk to Diane about her day. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we have here where Natalie says it's the most humane conversation he has with her outside of the face of depression. At the end of the day, all he really wanted was to talk to a friend on the phone. Mm. And Emily, Emily gets a shout out because Emily sent this in like when we started the form. (laughs) So this is (laughs) what the form was meant for. It was for stuff that was truly So uh, this episode is the best piece of television I have ever consumed. The symbolism goes so deep in the poem, the view from halfway down literally gave me pause. It moves me so deeply. This episode is to me a masterpiece of modern television. The detail of everyone eating their last meal while sitting around the table is chef's kiss perfection. What do you think about the blending of Secretariat and Butterscotch? We see Secretariat's body with Bojack's father's voice, perhaps a blending of his two father figures? Perhaps. I mean, was Butterscotch really his father? 
let's be real here. Like, <laughs> was he a father figure or was he just like a mean old man that yelled at him? <laughs> Emily also says about the poem, this poem spoke to me in ways I didn't know any media could, nonetheless, in the form of an animated TV show about an alcoholic horse. The depth of this poem is so moving and powerful. Justice for this episode, it deserved an Emmy over that trash Rick and Morty. <laughs> uh, I mean... I agree that Rick and Morty's trash. I, I wouldn't say Rick and Morty's trash. Rick and Morty is a good show with a terrible fan base. See, yeah. Rick and Morty, to me, it's like Scrubs. I tried it. Actually, it's like you with Scrubs. I tried one episode and I hated it and didn't go back. Listen, don't tell Reddit that. They'll probably tell you about all the ways that you just don't get it because you're not Oh, yeah, I know. I'm such a stupid idiot. I don't understand Rick and Morty. Like, it's actually super intellectual and my stupid woman brain just, like, couldn't get it. Maddie, I don't know what you're talking about. Reddit is always very kind to Kirsten. <laughs> Reddit loves me. Reddit loves me. <laughs> well, Rachel says, what would your symbolic last meal be in Bojack's vision at the dinner table? As someone with celiac disease, I'd probably be like Herb with his peanuts and have a plate with only bread. <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, is it's your, yeah, it's your last meal. So yeah, I have the bread. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I would I just have fries like Sarah Lynn would be having. I would, I would definitely have a, a huge amount of French fries, and then like, I don't know, like a veggie burger, guardian some, chicken sliders, maybe some guardian chicken sliders. <laughs> like, are there other people Bojack knew who died that weren't at the table? Yes, almost certainly. Yeah. Anybody else? I was thinking who... that too. There must be. I... There has to be. Yeah. The, I mean, the body from the lizard funeral would have been like some funny comedic uh, relief. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. Is that everyone who's died? Kind of feels that way. Maybe it is. Wow. Maybe I, I just didn't know there was. I, I I don't know why I'm saying like only six people that died yeah. in the show. <laughs> yeah, but it just it feels like there's a higher body count because I think of all of Margot Martindale's murders. <laughs> True. True. Nick wrote in and said, <laughs> Nick <laughs> described themselves as being from Strum, New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to nothing but this podcast at work for like two weeks so that I could catch up. I couldn't let the OG Bojack run end without me getting acknowledged on the podcast. I really thought Nick was <laughs> well, you're to just say. in time. I really thought it. Nick was going to say so that they could write in to us, but <laughs> getting <laughs> is very funny. The view from halfway down is my favorite episode. There's so much to analyze from the tire to the dinner to Sarah Lynn's aging and decline throughout. There's so much I could say. I couldn't keep a podcast under 90 minutes about it. And neither did we. Neither did uh -huh. we. Lindsay, um, can you say tar again for me? Tar. <laughs> so it makes me so happy. Thank you. Tar, tar, tar. Tar. <laughs> Uh, no tartar is something else <laughs> tartar sauce <laughs> <laughs> and nick was also the one who requested the zach braff dog twister so i hope you enjoyed that and uh, morgan said this episode is probably the most masterful episode of television ever made that is my whole feedback <laughs> yeah. and lastly Jason wrote in about xerox of a xerox so Jason said i started listening around season five after i went and binge watched bojack in a few weeks sadly found no one i could talk to about it Seems like the show finds you when you need to hear it. And I definitely started reflecting. Luckily, that's when I found your amazing podcast. I love the tangents you go on and the chemistry you have. Truly a wonderful experience. Season six is not one of my favorites, but the depth they go into on the characters is so fascinating. They set Bojack up as a new person, brackets, of course. And you wonder if he really is able to move on after the terrible things he's done. Xerox of a Xerox really shifted the vibe for me because before this, you almost start to feel bad for him because he really has been trying to make a better life for himself. But then he gets thrust back into the spotlight and his old self, true self really starts to emerge, especially in the second interview with Biscuits. 
After this, I found myself losing hope in his redemption. And this is also expressed through the other characters. Many of them don't even put on the news to watch the interview. And it sets a whole new vision as they get closer to the series finale. Also, don't even get me started on the adorable Princess Carolyn and Judah relationship. <laughs> Sorry for the long <laughs> oh my God. I love the show and the podcast so much. Thanks for the amazing content and surf's up. Love Judah. Surf's up indeed. We love Judah. We love Judah. We love I think, Judah. yeah, <laughs> we, ever since we've seen Judah with his hair down, Maddie, I've just really understood how sexy Judah is. It's uh, true. Hair down ep- Judah is a completely different animal. Yeah. Yes. And then last episode we got into like how part of Judah's appeal is that he like is thoughtful and you don't have to tell him what to do all the time. It's so competent. <laughs> Judah can do no wrong. That's Literally. Different. He never would. And the very last thing is a five-star review from Oh No, It's Fonzo. He said, <laughs> huge fan of BoJack, so I was stoked to find out y'all podcast about it. Can't wait for your takes on episodes that I love. So thank you for that. That like, was all the feedback. Like this one, hopefully. I hope huge you enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I think I have to address everyone saying that this is like one the best episode of TV ever. Because I've, I've always said that my two favorite episodes of this show are That's Too Much Man and Ruthie. But I think this one really needs to be not only added to the Pantheon after rewatching, mm-hmm. but perhaps the best episode of the show. And wow. like people were saying, probably one of the best episodes of television of all time. Mm, well, I mean, so I'm, I'm trying to think of like other episodes of TV that I like really love and like resonate with me. And like the ones that I think of that are like episodes I remember aren't like necessarily particularly great episodes. Like it's like <laughs> the, like the bomb episode of Grey's Anatomy or the school shooting episode of Degrassi. I don't know. This one is like, it just gets you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think just have getting to go through it in so much detail, it's like, I think it gives you a whole new appreciation for how much they're being like, look, we're just going to show you what an incredible job we did here. And it's just sticking the landing like I've never seen before. Yes. Setting us up for the finale. I can't wait to watch the finale. I guess I'm going to have to wait like five weeks for you guys. guys (laughs) (laughs) You caught up. So you could just watch it like next week and then just not watch Bojack for a couple of weeks. Uh, should I watch it next week or should no I'm just gonna wait for the podcast it's gonna be a long oh <laughs> six weeks or whatever <laughs> okay fair enough fair <laughs> enough I have already rewatched the finale one time because I have no self-control but I would definitely be watching that again because I have days and days and I will not be having a nap that whole time Lindsay is there anything else you need to get into that's it that's all we got that's it that's all well Maddie Fresh 24 thank you for joining us one last time to talk oh about God. BoJack. Hopefully we'll be able to get you back in to talk about other shows in the future. Listen, I'm a big Tuca and Birdie head. So if, if that's where this podcast is going next, nice. like, there could certainly be be a way for me to come back on. But yeah. And it is. So you should send me your list of your favorite Ooh. episodes of Tuca and Birdie. <laughs> oh, I will. But yeah, thank you again for having me on for another episode another penultimate episode i mean every time i've come on has been for a truly great episode of the show so i'm very very grateful that you guys really just i guess you must enjoy having me on because otherwise we We love you (laughs) otherwise this probably wouldn't be happening oh i love i love you guys too so thank you so much and so obviously anyone listening if you love 
Matt, you can hear more of him breaking down Gossip Girl every week over on the Lonely Boys podcast with Brendan Ruppel, who is also on BoJack Horse Pod in the past, um, as well as you can join their Patreon. And for $3 a month, you can hear their thoughts on the OC on the Sandy Boys podcast. Better name pending to, to be determined. I mean, I, like I, was, I, was sitting, I was sitting there listening to Lonely Boys Pod and I was like what could be better like I guess you could be like the Cali boys but like yeah eh, I don't like that as much uh, I, I, I mean, couldn't think of any better suggestions so it's I true the it. Sandy boys is so stupid it's gonna end up sticking but I love it I keep it forever <laughs> listen right. we're, we're we have Lindsay's horse pod, <laughs> so we're not allowed to criticize her having a stupid <laughs> podcast name how dare you <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Subscribe and listen to the Sandy Boys name yes. official. Sandy Only three dollars. Breaking month. news. That's right. Love it. It's a bargain. We love big eyebrows and um, <laughs> <laughs> and the OC. Okay, and it's and Maddie, do you have anything else that you'd like to plug while you're here? Oh God. Other than that, not really. Follow me on Twitter at MaddieFresh24, and um, that that's it follow him are you what tv show are you telling people to watch currently i'm telling brendan to watch the save by the bell reboot even though it's been canceled i have a feeling that if <laughs> brendan just watches it then maybe peacock will change their mind so if all the listeners of bojack horse pods start li- watching it on peacock i don't even know what peacock would do they'd have no choice but to reverse their decision <laughs> pretty much <laughs> okay well everyone horse girls you have your homework now <laughs> if you would like to hear more from Lindsay, you can listen to the podcast of tomorrow a futurama podcast as well as the simpsons london out isn't going anywhere it's still there you can still listen to it people are listening to this i will be doing with great friend of the pod grace leader we will be talking about what we do in the shadows over on posture recaps Ooh, Ooh. Lindsay on posture recaps hell yeah And then if you'd like to hear more from me, you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten said what, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten said what at the time that this comes out, you will be able to hear me talking about love Island USA, another peacock show with the great Brian Scally um, over on the hot dummies on islands podcast feed on Rob has a podcast, as well as talking pop culture, celeb gossip and trending topics with Sasha Joseph over on mess magnets. And I do think at this time, Riverdale will still be on over on Cowski. <laughs> Cast. that's cow with the k it, it should end shortly after when this one airs but we'll see about that and though we are done covering bojack in the future when you're listening to this you can still send whole series feedback to us at bojack horsepod on twitter or bojack horsepod at gmail.com we will do some sort of wrap-up show after all of the episodes have come out but we just don't know exactly what that's going to look like yet but please send your feedback in and we will have something for you and of course you can become a patron of bojack horsepod over at patreon.com slash bojack horse pod but we will be back next week one final time to talk about bojack horseman season six episode 16 nice while it lasted we'll see you then bye